Can you believe that we are heading down the final week of the regular season? My goodness, it's here. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It is great to be here with you for another week. I just, oh man, I'm starting to get uh, teary-eyed at the thought that the season is coming to a close here in the not-too-distant future. I know we got the bowl games and a lot that's still going to happen before then, but (laughs) gosh, every year it goes faster as we get set for Thanksgiving. My goodness. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving, by the way. I want to start off the show with the latest college football playoff rankings that came out on Tuesday night. And it's overall good news for Oklahoma State, who I believe at this point is the Big 12 team with the best chance of making the college football playoff. But I won't discount Oklahoma. I won't. I just think Oklahoma State's in the best position right now in the conference. So we saw the uh, playoff rankings come out. And we saw Georgia come in at number one, Ohio State number two, Alabama number three, Cincinnati number four, Michigan, Notre Dame, five and six, and then Oklahoma State, Baylor, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma to round out your top 10. So first off, how about the Big 12 with three teams in the top 10? Only the SEC can match that number with three teams inside uh, the top 10. So it's unbelievable that the Big 12 has three teams inside the top 10 and like still everyone's just too busy going bonkers and losing their mind and getting a little excited in certain places about the SEC and the Big Ten and waxing poetic about those two conferences. When is anybody looking at the Big 12? And by the way, the fact that defense and running backs are leading the Big 12 this year, is that something that anybody else is going to notice and pay attention to outside of us? I know it's hard to get these uh, national media outlets to speak fondly and speak highly of a league that they tried to destroy this summer, but you guys can do it, okay? You can do it. You can do it. So here's the pathway for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State gets a win this weekend against Oklahoma, and then they have to beat a Baylor team that has to beat Texas Tech this weekend, which the Bears should. And then you've got the Cowboys with two top 10 wins to close out the season as a one-loss Big 12 champion. That team, with that resume, with this defense, should be in. If this was an SEC team right now, oh my goodness, uh, it would be nonstop talk about this defense and how good it looks and everything else. Because it's Oklahoma State, because it's the Big 12, that's not happening. But there is a a dangerous scenario here where a one-loss Cowboys team does not make it. And here's the dangerous scenario for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The dangerous scenario is that Alabama beats Georgia in a rematch of the SEC title game, and then both those teams are going to have to be in the playoff because we know how the committee feels about the SEC. Then Ohio State, if they run the table against – or really – Whoever wins the Big Ten, Michigan or Ohio State, if they are a one-loss Big Ten champ, they will be in, whichever one of those two teams does it. And then if Cincinnati stays undefeated, the question is, do you put in undefeated Cincinnati or one-loss Oklahoma State? 
based on what I've seen from these two teams, I would put in a one-loss Oklahoma State. And I love you, Cincinnati. I can't wait for you guys to be in the Big 12. I see today that Luke Fickle is going to be staying, or uh, people are saying that he's telling recruits he is staying at Cincinnati. So unless he's totally blowing smoke, and I don't believe that Luke Fickle is that kind of guy. I, I just I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he's way better than that. If he is actually saying that, and if that is actually happening, that's great for the league. That's great for that program. But if Oklahoma State wins back-to-back games here against two top 10 teams in the conference, that's a better resume than Cincinnati's. It just is. And Notre Dame, get rid of Notre Dame in this conversation, all right? I mean, the Irish, it's it's comical that the Irish are where they are. I know the branding of Notre Dame is something that the committee would love to put in, but look at who Notre Dame has beaten, all right? I mean, they have a loss to Cincinnati. Their best win is a good loss, or I should say their best game is a good loss. I mean, they play Notre Dame going to the ACC or partial ACC member is a has been a huge mistake for them. So they're playing Stanford this weekend. Stanford stinks. We know that. They've beaten Georgia Tech, Virginia, Navy, UNC, USC, Virginia. Like Notre Dame should have never done this ACC deal. Either stay independent or go to a real conference. Heck, come on into the Big 12. Uh, you're a football school and you joined a basketball conference. So ridiculously dumb on so many levels. And you don't play in a conference championship game because you're not really in the conference because you want to be able to play like USC and Stanford as if it's still, uh, you know, 1975 or something like that. Like, get over yourselves. I know you're not going to leave the ACC, but boy, that was just a mistake for Notre Dame. So Notre Dame with one loss should not be ranked ahead. Frankly, right now, Notre Dame should not be ranked ahead of Oklahoma State. It just shouldn't be. It's ridiculous that they are, but they are. Uh, but Oklahoma State should be in a good position to get past uh, Notre Dame, get past the loser of Ohio State, Michigan. And the best case scenario is that Georgia just steamrolls its way to an undefeated season, beats Alabama. Two loss Alabama is not going to make it. And Oklahoma State could actually, there's a scenario here where the Cowboys can work their way up to a three seed in this whole thing. If Georgia runs the table and Ohio State runs the table, uh, then they're in the great... I would still put them above an undefeated Cincinnati. And then you could have Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. That'd be a fun... That'd be a different and fun college football playoff. I, I would really like that. I know the suits of the ESPN wouldn't like that. Oh, group of five and the, the little brother in Oklahoma. Oh, this is terrible. But I think it'd be good. Uh, Baylor can't make it. You know, they're not going to put a two-loss, barring some chaos. Two-loss Big 12 champ Baylor is not going to get in. Even though they are the highest-ranked two-loss team, I would have an impossible time seeing how a two-loss Baylor team can make it happen. Then you've got uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. If Oklahoma wins this week against Oklahoma State and then wins a rematch against Oklahoma State, here's the best-case scenario for the Sooners. They win a close game this weekend because you want to keep Oklahoma State ranked in the top 10. So you win a close game this weekend, Cowboys stay in the top 10, and then you steamroll them next week. That's the best-case scenario for the Sooners. And then you've got a one-loss Big 12 champ in Oklahoma, and they'll also need some help. 
they'll need the similar help to what I just mentioned for Oklahoma State. But that's the scenario for the Sooners. And it will take a little bit more work, but it's one that is uh, at least worth discussing as, you know, Oklahoma's gotten into this playoff multiple times as a one-loss Big 12 champ. So it's not something that we should overlook. And that's where the playoff rankings stand uh, right now. Now, we'll dive into this. Uh, TCU appears to have found its next head coach in Sonny Sonny Dykes. I almost said Sonny Cumbie. (laughs) Sonny Dykes. Uh, The report came down from uh, Pete Thamel. He had the report here that Sonny Dykes is expected to leave for TCU. So it's not a done deal, but it is being reported that he is expected to leave for TCU. And all things considered, I mean, that's that's as good a hire as I believe TCU is going to get. I mean, I didn't know kind of what took so long. I think Sonny Dykes maybe didn't want to do it, or maybe he was looking at what some of the other options were going to be. Was he going to get one of the SEC calls? You know, what was Texas Tech uh, going to do? But for the Big 12... I believe that the fit of Joey McGuire at Texas Tech and Sonny Dykes at TCU is actually a really good place for this league to be. Rather than Sonny Dykes going to Texas Tech and who knows what TCU would have done otherwise. But uh, like in terms of having Texas guys who know this conference in this conference, this is a home run hire for both schools. It's a big win for the Big 12 to have these two guys here. Like TCU, could they have gotten Billy Napier? I guess. I guess. But is Billy Napier a guy who's, who's – is he really a Texas guy? Is he a Big 12 guy? Not saying you need to have a Texas guy. Look at Matt Rule and Dave Aranda. They're not Texas guys. But I, I think especially for a place like Lubbock, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, it was important to have a Texas guy that gets West Texas, that understands the high school football scene in Lubbock. It's just a unique place, and I believe that a place like that needs somebody like a Joey McGuire. And then for TCU, you have a guy in Sunny Dykes that gets the Metroplex, that rebuilt the SMU brand here the last couple of years around the... Uh, pizzazz of Dallas, Texas. Now, Fort Worth is not Dallas. Dallas is not Fort Worth. Uh, You know, I'm not from there, but I I know enough being here in Kansas City and obviously, you know, covering the Big 12 to know that when it comes to how those two cities view each other uh, and view themselves, it can certainly be quite a bit different, right? So I'm not naive to that. But Sonny Dykes gets the Metroplex in general. And I believe this is great for the Big 12 and a great hire for TCU. And, you know, for Gary Patterson, listen, I'm a huge Gary Patterson guy. I was always a Gary Patterson guy. But it certainly felt like he had run his course at TCU. It certainly felt like eh, not the game had passed him by. That, that maybe isn't fair. But just, you know, that's how these relationships go. Eventually, it's time to just hit the reset button. And that's exactly what Gary Patterson needed to do for himself and also for the program. You know, and I think that that is uh, it's okay for both sides. It's awkward because he's got a statue outside, but it's okay for both sides. And it's not something that needs to be necessarily uh, belabored or talked about or, you know, looked upon uh, negatively. It doesn't need to be that way. It just doesn't. And by the way, speaking of TCU, it looks like Zach Evans is uh, done for the year. So, I mean, we'll, of course, talk about the games later on 
and uh, do our picks as we do each and every week. But uh, it looks like Zach Evans is done for the year, according to Jerry Kill, who made that announcement Tuesday in the press conference. So uh, don't expect to see Zach Evans until 2022. Of course, where he plays is also something that people are talking about. Will he stay at TCU? I hope. I really do hope. I think he's an exciting player for this league. It's great to have this kind of depth at the running back position, but we'll have to wait and see on that one and see how it uh, plays out. So Sonny Cumbie looks like he's coming to TCU. I think that's a great deal for the Big 12. And uh, I'll tell you what as well. It looks like Dave Aranda and uh, and I'm crossing my fingers. I'm not trying to jinx this here, but Dave Aranda and Matt Campbell – I believe we'll stay put with each passing day. I feel better about those guys staying put. I hope I don't jinx anything, but that's just my gut. And I'll tell you why here coming up on heartlandcollegesports.com. Before we continue, uh, let me ask you this. Do you like making $250 bets for free? Well, you can do it this Thursday, Turkey Day. Cowboys host the Raiders. And at mybookie.com, when you win, you win. And if you don't, mybookie will refund you up to $250. You can't lose this bet, all right? That's what we call no risk, all gravy. Before you set up and get your wager in, you want to get your account and double your first deposit when using our promo code BIG12 at mybookie. That's promo code BIG12 to double your first-time deposit uh, all the way up to $1,000. All right, and then you can place that bet on the Cowboys Raiders game, and up to two hundred and fifty bucks. If you lose the bet, they refund you. I mean, that's that's it's literally a no risk bet this weekend at mybookie.com. And then you know, if you hit that, you got plenty of cash between having a no risk bet in the Cowboys Raiders game, and then also finding yourself in a position where you're doubling your deposit at MyBookie, you are coasting into a great weekend of college football, NFL, into the championship games next weekend. You can't beat this deal at MyBookie.com. Use our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, to double your first-time deposit and then place that risk-free bet on Cowboys Raiders this weekend. All righty, let's get into it here then with the Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell noise that continues. I feel good about these guys staying. I do. I do. I really do. And I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com, of course, is the site and the show here. And and part of it is because of what you're seeing around college football. What are you seeing around college football? Luke Fickle reportedly staying at Cincinnati. James Franklin reportedly staying at Penn State. Mel Tucker reportedly staying at Michigan State. These guys are, I think what coaches are realizing is that Going to the SEC and being compared to Nick Saban year in, year out is not a great way to live my life when I can make uh, a ton of money in a place that I like and I'm happy and I know I can succeed. Like That's ultimately what this comes down to. You go to the SEC, you go to LSU, you go to Florida, they want you to be Nick Saban by next year, and if you're not, they want you fired. And if you can make millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars in a place that you're at, that you're happy, that you can make a college football playoff at, why would you leave? Why would you take one of these SEC jobs? That's the question that I believe these coaches are asking themselves, 
and asking their wives and their families and coming to the conclusion of, I don't need to do that. I don't have to do it. And it's a smart conclusion to come to. I've really never understood it about the the appeal of, of being the next fill in the blank, you know, in one of these SEC schools. Like, literally, Ed Orgeron is two years removed from winning a national championship, and the guy's out. Two years from a national championship, and he's done. Now, I get there were some uh, allegedly other issues there, all right? I understand that. But still, I know Dan Mullen had rubbed the media the wrong way. I get all that. I'm not naive to any of that. But to do what's been done and to fire these guys, Dan Mullen's case, he was winning 10 games a year. Uh, Ed Orgeron's case, he had won a national title, and they're gone this quickly? And I can stay where I'm at, where I know I can win, do well, be liked, be appreciated, and make tens of millions of dollars over a contract. I think I'll take that. All right? I think I'll take that. And that's what a lot of, I believe, coaches are coming to the realization of. And I think it's going to be harder for some of these schools to hire people, like the Washingtons, the USC's, uh, the LSU's, and the Florida's of the world. It's going to be harder to hire than they think. I mean, there's not a lot of hot names that are ready to jump ship and go to these places, despite what they may think of themselves. College sports, college football is changing, and we're seeing that play out in real time. All right, let's get to our power rankings here for this week in the Big 12 Conference. Let's start at the top of the Big 12 football power rankings heading into week 13 of the season. And we've got the Oklahoma State Cowboys at number one, the same place they were last week. As they continue to prove that they are the class of the Big 12 this season after pitching a shutout against Texas Tech over the weekend, they've got a top three defense in America. They've got a strong running game. And they've got a quarterback in Spencer Sanders who continues to know his role. All right? He knows that role. And, uh... He's in a position where if he's not doing too much, then you know what? Uh, You let him roll with it. And that's exactly what's happening for Spencer Sanders. At number two, the Baylor Baylor Bears. Baylor went on the road in a classic letdown spot, lost their starting quarterback in the middle of a game, and still managed to leave Manhattan with a double-digit win. What Dave Aranda is doing is, I don't believe, being appreciated enough outside of Waco and I'm sure that's okay. that's fine with Baylor fans uh, who are maybe nervous about losing their head coach. But as I just noted, they should feel better about that by the day. And Baylor deserves to be in the number two spot this week. In the number three spot this week, how about the Oklahoma Sooners? Yes, bouncing back. A solid win over Iowa State. The defensive line finally looked like the defensive line that we thought we were going to see all season long. Uh, but that just hasn't been the case this year. And, and for Oklahoma, I guess the optimistic side is this. Your defense may be peaking at just the right time ahead of Bedlam this weekend. At number four, the Kansas State Wildcats at the number four spot. And K-State is solidly worthy of being at the top of that second tier in this league. But, you know, they lose to the teams in front of them, but they, generally speaking, beat the teams ranked below them, and this is where Kansas State deserves to be, and they would love, I'm sure, to end this season with a win against Texas and then roll into a bowl game from there. Uh, We'll see what goes on and what happens with Skylar Thompson at quarterback, but they'd love to send Texas into the offseason on a seven-game losing streak. I know that would make them feel good. At number five, 
The West Virginia Mountaineers move up after a solid victory against the Texas Longhorns. And West Virginia is the only team during Texas's six-game losing streak to actually lead the game from start to finish. So Texas has held a lead at some point during their previous five losses. That did not happen on Saturday as Jarrett Dagey, yeah, he looked good. He looked sharp. Throwing for nearly 300 yards, he was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, and uh, WVU should end the season with a win over Kansas. How about that? Number six, Texas Tech, down from number five, and they just ran into a buzzsaw in Oklahoma State. I, I, I still think that you know Tech looks like it's a team that's just hung over, uh, looked like it was a team that was hung over from that win over Iowa State the previous week on a 62-yard field goal to win the game. I don't think Tech is that good, uh, but they got that win. That was a program-defining win, and now they've got Baylor this weekend. At number seven, the Iowa State Cyclones. They're sitting at six and five, and boy, that's a disappointing season in Ames, uh, but it should also be understood. The fact that we can call this season disappointing for Iowa State when they're going to go to a bowl game is still a testament to what Matt Campbell and this coaching staff has done and what they built in Ames, Iowa. At number eight, the TCU Horn Frogs, same spot as last week. Uh, they closed out their home schedule with a win over Kansas. Now, they almost found a way to blow it. Uh, they did not blow it, but a win is a win. It's still a disappointing season, and now it's all about, uh, all about, of course, what Sonny Dykes can do there going forward for this program. That's, that's what everyone's looking forward to right now as that has been reported, as we just talked about. At number nine, Kansas, continuing to play solid football for the third time in the past five games, Oklahoma, Texas, and TCU. Kansas trailed this game by 14, then scored 14 unanswered points. And you know what? They're not fighting. They've, they're not quitting. They've got a lot of fight, this Jayhawks team, and you got to love that. At number 10, Texas. Six straight losses, off-field drama. It's ugly in Austin. It's unlikely they're going bowling. K-State this weekend, and it may just be best for everybody to not go bowling and hit the reset button for the offseason with Steve Sarkeesian. I'm Pete Mundell. Heartland College Sports Weekly is how you join us. We appreciate you guys each and every week. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. All right, that's the best way to join us, and it helps us, and that's why we're sending out koozies, Heartland College Sports koozies, when you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And the koozie will be yours just in time for the holidays. And don't forget about that bet at mybookie.com. With our promo code BIG12, double your deposit, and then place a bet up to 250 bucks on Cowboys Raiders. And even if you lose it, they refund your money. That is what we call a deal. All right? We appreciate you guys. Uh, check out mybookie.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving.